0: This podcast brought to you by ASIS, the American Society of Information Science and Technology, the Society for Information Professionals, by the IA Summit, the premier gathering place for information architects and other user experience professionals, by Boxes and Arrows. Visit boxesandarrows.com/about/participate to be a part of your peer-written journal. And special thanks to Accenture and Morin for sponsoring Boxes and Arrows, as well as the many other sponsors of the IA Summit. Games have a central goal in their design, to keep people playing. Games use a variety of interactive and immersive techniques to create a play space. Techniques that are useful to designers of more work-oriented or transaction-based interactions. These other interactive spaces, in fact, have the exact opposite goal, to reduce the time users spend on the task or interaction. In this presentation, senior information architect at Vanguard Dominic Lakava and UX researcher at Comcast Interactive Media Kelly Ray Carter demonstrate how the design team incorporated game techniques into a redesign project. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast.
1: Cheers. So games, why do we love them? So much has been written about game theory and the psychology of game play to answer this question. Recently. Basically, the use of game design and game theory has become more commonplace in the design of other interfaces, um, as designers tend to be more apt to use the best design practices available to them. In today's presentation, what we plan to do is explain how game design informed the design of a transactional web task Specifically opening an account at Vanguard. Okay? So, in the spring of 2007, our design team was tasked with opening, basically redesigning the open an account process. What we understood was this process took anywhere from 17 to 80 steps to complete, with an average of about 27 steps. What we wanted to do was reduce this average number down to a single number. We weren't sure what that number would be, but we understood that that what we wanted to do was to make it more um, manageable and shorter for users to get through the process, okay? So in order to keep this goal in front of us the entire time, we named our project 27X and thus we started our journey on redesigning this this process. Now what you see on the screen here is basically the first landing page that people see whenever they hit the open an account link or whenever they choose the invest now button. And basically what it says is okay, do you want to invest now or do you need help with investing? So if you choose the invest now button The next landing page you're brought to is, well, tell us if you are an existing client or if you are new to Vanguard. So no matter which one you choose, you're brought to the first step in the process. And this step basically is to choose the account type. Now this is great if users know which account type they want, right, they simply choose selection there, and they get a little bit of verification of the specific account that they want. if users don 't know which account type, say they already knew which investment they wanted or the fund that they wanted, immediately their mental model is thrown off, and now they have to decide which account type that they want okay so they have to figure out if that 's enough information for them to really decide what they what they really need, and then they start the process. And as they go, they have to tell us what investment type they want, what the funding method is, and basically they start down this tunnel, this serial process where they really don't know what the next task is, and they don't know what the overall goal is. And eventually they end up at this last page, which is the review page, and it lists out everything that they just entered. And at this point they have to decide, okay, am I going to open the account and submit this information or do I want to edit anything within this process? If they choose the edit, they're brought back to that specific point in the serial process to update the information and then they have to step through each page again until they get to the review page where again they have that decision of submitting or editing. So. What we realized was that opening an account can be complicated in itself for just understanding the basic ideas of investing, but also the step-by-step serial process really puts people in a vacuum. They don't see what the entire goal is. They don't see the whole of what their experience would be. What we wanted to do was really react to this and change the whole experience for people. So the first thing we did was start off with some user research to understand what the problems were, what people were saying. And the things that we heard from the feedback is that the process is confusing, that it's tedious and too long, it's difficult to navigate. One user summed it up the best in saying, I really hate your website. It's not intuitive, it's filled with trapdoors." and you are forced to go down paths without knowing what the requirements are for adding funds and setting up accounts. So basically this user became uh, put it in words that were explicit for all the other users that we heard. The one thing that really concerned us is that he related the bad experience of this particular process with the entire website. The concern there is that If this person doesn't believe that the website is good, it's very likely that they might go somewhere else and bring their business to somebody else, okay? So what we had to do was really figure out what the main problems were from this user research in analyzing the data, and we turned to game interfaces, specifically um, children's online games, which tend to be immediately intuitive actionable, right? Because what we've realized, this current process really lacked a field of action. It does not set up the context for the user. And what we wanted to do was really draw on how games immediately put people in the action and give them the context of what they need to do. But we also needed to use clear design strategies in order for us to keep true to design practices and also to make sure that these game design techniques did not take over more traditional ideas that we had. It also kept us focused on basically improving the interface and improving the user experience as a whole. Now, looking into game design, we had to understand a contradiction between what our design goals were and what the um, design goals of games are, right? So basically, games are meant to keep people playing, right? They use interactive and immersive techniques to basically draw the user in and have them invest their time in the game. What ends up happening usually is people lose track of time and they spend hours and possibly even days playing their games. This was in complete contrast to what we wanted to do. Now, we wanted people to be engaged in the experience and in the user interface, but we wanted to reduce the amount of time that users spent in actually creating the process and completing the process. So, how then, given this contradiction in goals, do we borrow from the field of game design for the design of (laughs) other interactions with the intent to improve the overall user experience. And we feel that today we will illustrate how we used game design techniques in a 27X project to overcome this contradiction. So basically we know people spend a lot of time playing games. It crosses demographics, uh, age demographics, it crosses gender uh, specific games, and people spend anywhere from 45 minutes to four hours a day playing games on average. So we really had to keep that in mind. We didn't wanna make this too immersive, right? We had to take the best design techniques and apply them to what we really needed to do. Now, the 27X project really represented an opportunity to redesign a very critical component of the website, right? opening up an account. And that's basically the way that Vanguard makes money. The more money that people bring, the more money the company makes. Now, what we understood is that the current process really wasn't broken. People were opening an account, and they were bringing in a substantial amount of money. But what the uh, business analyst realized is that only about 40% of the people who started a process online were completing it. So that means 60% of the people were dropping off anywhere within this process. So if we could capture some of those people and have them complete the process, basically that would increase revenue and we would make more money. And that became our goal. So we really had to understand the issues and dependencies of moving money to Vanguard both from the business perspective of how they wanted it done and needed it done, and also from the user perspective. We really had to understand what the user mental model was on investing. In understanding these issues and dependencies, we then realized we can engineer a solution, and the solution would be an innovative and interactive user interface, as well as a very dynamic user experience. The design paradigm that we used here was to create the dynamic user, user interaction, both on a back end by mapping dependencies, which hopefully would reduce uh, needless information gathering and also on a front end by creating a very interactive user interface. And what we planned to do was to use the game techniques in order to create this interface. So basically, the design goal was to provide users an experience that mitigated complexity. Right? Opening an account is complex in the sense of understanding investment and investing to an extent, right? but it was also complicated by the serial process and we wanted to streamline the task flow and eliminate tedious information gathering. Okay, so given the task domain includes the account types and the complexity of investing, we aim to orient users to an overall goal without the interference of redundant or unnecessary tasks. We also wanted to provide a sense of working towards a final state of closure to really have people understand what they were doing here with this process. In order to do this, we really had to place users immediately into an actionable state so that we can provide a design that was intuitive and actionable from the onset and create the activities immediately as they started the process. So the goal was to reduce the time and number of steps to perform the tasks while providing an environment that was comfortable and inviting we found that some techniques from games helped accomplish this. Specifically, we wanted to use a single interactive page to simplify users' experience and build context. We wanted to use animation and movement to provide focus to accomplish tasks, and to use graphics to tell an interactive story that would guide people from the beginning to the end. Okay, at this moment, I am going to switch to Kelly.
2: Sorry about that. So, um, what we did, and can everyone hear me now? <laughs> All right, let me slide this up a little bit. You might have to keep that. So, we're only going to use the. Now, it's better. <laughs> okay. Usually I just shout when I'm in a room like this, so uh, perhaps I won't use the mic all that much. Um, We're only going to talk about three design goals. We had a lot more when we were doing this, and we obviously incorporated, as well as game design techniques, also some film techniques. But the three that we're going to talk about today uh, are some of the ways that we uh, incorporated this. And what you should be paying attention to is that what we did is we used the design goals to kind of mitigate the uh, incorporation of design techniques so that these two things sort of played off of each other. So we always kept our design goals, what we needed to do for the users, um, as a way to keep us from just wholesale grabbing and borrowing and just chunking in these kind of game design techniques. Um, So in the paradox of choice, Barry Schwartz has, has the parsimony principle, which is the idea that the first design goal to simplify the user's experience. And that one of the things that we found is that when people obviously are faced with a task that they can't conceptualize or see, and they feel like they're in this tunnel, like so we had 40% of people dropping out of this process. They were going to the phone. And so while they were still opening accounts, we we lost them in this process. And so what we our first goal was to simplify the user's experience, to simplify choice by reducing the number of options provided um, and uh, sort of keep people within that process. Um, With our goal of simplifying the user experience, we looked at games to help us envision a simple interactive space that would support complex decision making. Uh, We noticed that many children's games are, like I said, immediately intuitive and actionable. People, even though there can be a vast array of options, if you've walked a, a child through webkins or something like that, you know that these can, these can uh, have quite a bit of interaction. How do we, Dom, how do I start the, the oh, I forgot. So like Doria the Explorer here, Um, Obviously, she can do a lot of, you know, you have a lot of uh, different interactions here. They're all grouped in a particular way so that people can immediately sort of play, share, but also sort of set up all their options. Um, So the options are grouped and surfaced on the screen. It's a single interface that connects the uh, interaction narrative with the control space so that there's no sort of movement. Beyond this, there's not a bunch of pages to click from, but rather you're engage- you're immediately in the space, and you never actually leave the space. And this allows you to keep that narrative or story of what you're doing in a single space. Um, and also, it provides some visual gestalt for users to grasp the overall structure of the interaction. They might not know exactly where they're going, but they know that they're going to continue to drive this little car for however long this uh, this game might go on. Um. So the first things we did, and you'll notice that a lot of the, our screen grabs will change. These are some of our early prototypes. You'll see different uh, visualizations of what we tried to do here. But one of the first things we tried to do is have a single interface. Um, for the design techniques, the first thing we did was group the information into the three primary buckets that are necessary to open an investment account. The first one is the ownership information and tax structure, here called the account. The second is the method of where the money is coming from, which uh, we do call the method. And then the third are sort of what the investment vehicles are, and those would be the investments. Um, And then the single interactive space displays the whole of the task. Users now can see that they only have The three primary areas that they have to complete. In the earlier process, they could go through 80 different screens, 80 different steps. And step one could actually, and it officially only had four steps, but step one could be up to like 20 different screens for people. And so we wanted to make it so that that kind of getting lost in the tunnel and I'm never leaving step one, how am I going to finish step four? That kind of sense. And so we tried to keep people on the same page, literally, to be able to do this. And so, similar to Donkey Kong, here you know. You know your path. Everything is surfaced. You, uh, you see your obstacles. You see your end point. And so what we're trying to do is keep everything sort of surfaced and provide that story. Now, the other part of this, besides sort of simplifying the interface and giving people a clear kind of um, interaction, is what we did underneath to simplify the user's experience. Just like uh, in Resident Evil in a game, um, you should always do meaningful choice. In other words, here if you're shooting a zombie, the zombie dies, right? The zombie doesn't just stand around and, you know, you, you actually have... Your interactions actually influence the game. In our previous uh, example, uh, our, o- our old open an account structure, people's choices weren't leveraged in any in any meaningful way. They still went through the same kinds of steps, um, and they would go through this meaningless uh, um, uh, sorry, uh, meaningless uh, choice making that wouldn't really be leveraged later on to take steps away. Um, And so what we tried to do is things like if you selected on open an, an IRA, we knew immediately that you couldn't open other kinds of account structures. So we could take those choices away using the back end, using dependency mapping, so that then we can move people through a lot quicker. Again, trying to get down to a single number of steps for all people opening an account. So when we were doing this, we decided to leverage choice and make meaningful choice and um, and place these dependencies um, and make sure that people – we removed all these steps so that people didn't have to feel like they were going through these meaningless tunnels and that they would never get to where they were trying to get. So, um, particularly, one of the biggest things that we did to do this was we leveraged entry points. Depending on where you clicked on open an account in the Vanguard page, that told us a lot about immediately about your task without even having to uh, tell us anything at all. So if you clicked on open an IRA, we immediately knew what kind of tax structure your investment account had, as well as a lot of things about who you were, that you were an individual, not a joint or a couple. Um, and so we could immediately remove a lot of things. If you're on uh, another screen and you click on buy this fund, we already know what investment you want. We just have to ask how much money, where the money's coming from, and where it's going to go. So we could reduce some, some, uh, some other places there. So we used all of these sort of back-end techniques as well as the front to simplify the user experience.
1: Okay, so in providing a single inter, uh, screen without the typical jumps between pages, which tend to become the de facto signals for progress throughout the, mo- uh, throughout the um, uh, process, we knew that we had to guide users through the interaction in a different way. Um, Novice investors often find it difficult to comprehend complex investing concepts and relationships. Um, And this difficulty is compounded by inelegant transitions between different segments of the serial process. To keep users from dropping out of the transaction or out of the process completely, we took special care to signal and prepare users for any necessary transitions. Also, in using a single page interface, we didn't want a cluttered screen with data points or um, basically all the necessary or unnecessary information that they would have to provide for the transaction. If we did, then basically we would be using the same inelegant techniques that exist in the current open an account process. The 27X design, attempts to provide a clear focus for users during each activity state. We accomplish this by ensuring that only the necessary information that is immediately relevant uh, to the task being performed is displayed in the visual field. So we needed to have a way to keep users focused on the area and then to transition them by shifting their focus after they completed a particular task. Here again, we looked at games to get the the ideas of how to handle this movement. So, one of the best um, and most immersive aspects of games is movement. Movement basically through an interactive space and movement to help players focus on important areas of the screen. As Salon and Zimmerman explain, one part of game experience is apprehension. Now what, that, what this means is basically that movement and animation engage and direct play, producing smooth transitions and providing focus by users um, being, using natural and experiential responses. So basically, what all that means, too, right? I'm trying to explain apprehension in, in about two sentences. Movement in the, field, in the visual field gives players something to focus on and to respond to naturally in gameplay. So what we try to do was leverage movement in our design as well although in a much smaller way than an immersive game. So the design leveraged animation effects to signal and the smooth transitions between the three main activities, the account, the investment, and the method, as well as between review and confirmation. So what you see on the screen behind me is basically a user moving through the actual forms and the information. And what we tried to do, first of all, is we have the single page interface keeping the context of what all three tasks are as well as what the end state would be in opening the account and then using movement of basically opening the the containers of the forms so that now we reposition the focus that the user has on those specific areas and to fill out those forms and to move across the tasks so that when they complete all three sections, they then have the review state from which they now can understand exactly what information they entered and here in that state they can also edit the information in place so that they're not taken back into a tunnel. They can see exactly basically where they were, where they are, and where they need to be and everything is within that context.
2: The third thing that we uh, did here is that we used uh, visual metaphors to lower the learning curve. Like we mentioned, um, investing has a very specialized uh, language with it. And not everyone's uh, language maps from the investing um, from what they want to do. They want they say, I want to open an account. Well, account might mean for a user, open an account at Vanguard, but for us has particular kinds of tax implications and things like that. So in other words, so we needed to make, make sure, we need to work to educate users to bring these two terminologies together, because if people don't understand that they're opening a particular tax-centric account, in other words, an IRA, defers your taxes to, to uh, later when you're retired versus general investing where you have to pay taxes on it now or every year, actually in a couple of weeks, right? Um, those kinds of things are things that we needed to do. So we decided to use visual metaphors to, um, to try to uh, help tell this story. Again this is part of the narrative and obviously uh, children's games are heavily visual. But they're also kind of immediately intuitive. People understand that we—they try to use natural metaphors to explain. There's not, there doesn't have to be any pop-ups here to tell a person, hey, this is this is a vegetable, this is a fruit, this is the this is a, a barn or whatever. So there's no sort of need for any kinds of pop-up or tooltips to explain this interface. Unlike this is an investment and this is how, this is the tax uh, issues with it. So games use again this apprehension of providing intelligible, easy to grasp, interactive objects, and obviously, um, you know, this kind of visualness is not simply reserved for children. Gestalt theory tells us that people visually organize space before they move to read it, and um, and uh, Stephen Arcus, one of the uh, uh, one of our people who researches how people do investing at Vanguard you know, oft also sort of reinforces this by saying visual learning is more intuitive and often faster than cognitive learning. And so we wanted to leverage that. Obviously we can't tell the whole story. Investing isn't as easy as vegetables and animals. But we needed to do something that allowed us both to sort of provide some visual education for users but also provided a, an easy way for, um, for us to tell that story. What's the relationship between account investment and method? And you, in, our, um, in some, a lot of our pieces here, we've been, we're, we went through multiple iterations. You wouldn't know some of the crazy ideas that we came out of this with. There were uh, boxes and other boxes in the boxes. Um, there were all kinds of different visual things that we tried to do and obviously these aren't perfect. Um, a lot of times when you see the bank kind of method uh, object there, that, that tends to be a little bit more static and the, the account and investments, the folder and the sheath of papers can look a little bit impermanent and so there's a little bit of mixed metaphor there. But what we wanted to, uh, people to understand is that the account is a a structure that holds your investments and so that those tax issues of the account that that sort of bound those investments and what you can do with those investments. A lot of people think investment and in account is the same thing, so we had to show a little bit of differentiation there. So we worked on sort of using these to try to help tell the story and bring a user's understanding of what they're doing into the kind of uh, physical – or financial and legal kind of terminology that they're now engaged in, because obviously we can't simplify a lot of the issues about the legal tax structures and the ways in which financial accounts are, so we can't exactly take that out of the the specialized terminology, so we had to bring the users into that as opposed to um, completely erase it. Oh wait, I do the conclusion. <laughs> um, so one of the things that we're doing here and what we started with is the, the idea that this is a complex problem. Uh, Barbara Morell in um, Interaction Design for Complex Problem Solving uh, highlights the tension in, um, in a, the textual description and static uh, visual <coughs> representation So basically, she takes uh, Tolstoy's description of a battle, which is textual and narrative, and contrasts that with uh, Menard's uh, visual uh, display of the same battle. And what she's saying there is that there's there's this tension that the the textual conversation provides this sort of rich, thick description of what happens moment to moment, change over time, but that the static uh, representation froze it, and she said to look to other kinds of interactive uh, storytelling mediums, particularly games and film, to help sort of bring these two things together. And that's what we tried to do, because obviously opening an investment, if it takes eighty steps, can be a fairly complex problem for someone to do this. Um, and the other part that we're sort of what we'd like, what we're trying to do is do critical borrowing. We can't just wholesale, obviously, we don't want people to continually play the 20, the investing game all day. Ultimately, people have to finish investing, get through the process, and bring their money to Vanguard. So we, we engaged in what we call critical borrowing by using the, um, the design techniques and the user goals to sort of bound and uh, temper our Bringing in of game design techniques into uh, the serial process. And so, try to resolve that contradiction between the transactional um, work that the people had to do and the interactive techniques and immersive techniques of games.
0: To hear even more presentations from the 2009 IA Summit, point your browser to boxesnarrows.com and click on the podcast link. There you'll find access to the iTunes feed and more information about each presentation. Our heartfelt thanks to the organizers and sponsors of the 10th Annual IA Summit, the presenters, and of course to the global community. We look forward to feedback about future episodes that will be of greatest value to you, our listeners.